0: hello i'm sammy and i'm steve
1: and you're listening to rose plate special the most dramatic new girliest backstabbingest kiss assingest uh love and lightingest recap podcast of the bachelor ever
0: i love the word assingest (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I was like, I don't know what to say. And um, I'd like to start the episode because like I make a point of trying not to read too much. And I know you do the same thing mm. of anything that could potentially be a spoiler. I used to be a heavy spoiler reader when I wasn't podcasting about The Bachelor. But now I try not to read anything. And if there's something that's relevant to that particular episode, that's usually when I pull it up or, you know, for trying to figure out what someone's astrological sign is, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it I'm going to dig through their Instagram to make sure they said Leo and not widow. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so if everyone remembers that pleasant moment. So I, you know, I try to, I try to avoid any like, Information that kind of starts flooding in before the season starts because a lot of the times that's like production stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm taking a sip of tea. Um, but that <laughs> being said, I really literally was. Um, but that being said, I I didn't know uh when you told me last episode that there was some stuff going around about Rachel being racist, I had no idea how long people had been talking about it and how deep Same. it was and how bad yep. it was. And then I yep. just started after we recorded, I just sent you like, link, link, link.
0: <laughs> and then we're like, oh, God, we didn't know. Seriously. Really- necessarily- yeah. I not understand. Like, again, no. we're trying to avoid this stuff because we're just trying to more or less kind of take the show on its own terms as it's presented to us so a lot of times all these like you know rumors and stuff like that that get started we we just we avoid them because we're avoiding the gossip and the the rachel is racist stuff is something that like i i had seen like a passive tweet or something about it or was reading an article about something completely different and saw it referenced so I didn't think it was like, – I, I didn't know how, how far down the rabbit hole we could go. And, uh, yeah, it turns out there's a lot, quite a bit. Yeah.
1: At one point, I sent you a link and said, this is the last one, I swear, and then probably sent you, like, two more. So yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it, it just kept getting worse. I was like, oh, this is so bad. And it's undeniable. I mean, there's nothing that Rachel Kirkconnell could say to make me believe – that she is not insanely problematic and racist. Nope. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> like there's just no, she's also like retweeted Q and I mean, it's, just, it's like beyond it's, be- uh, I know someone who's perfect for her and his name is Garrett. Uh, so <laughs> you enjoy on, your bro. life together right. and leave me alone forever. Uh, so I'm just going to,
0: uh, oh, I-, go I think ahead. that it, like initially when he brought this up, I, I think it was like some stuff that she had maybe said in high school or had Mm -hmm. alleged when she was younger and, and the stuff that is coming out now or has been coming out for the last month. This is all, this is all shit that's been going on like in the very recent past. So yes, yeah, she's racist. And again, just keep in mind, we'll, we'll always try to be conscious of this stuff and, and we will, you know, try to do our research and due diligence when it, when it's required um, but most of the time when we're watching the show we are just taking the show on its own terms and and there's a difference between you know Rachel and Matt the reality TV show characters that we like and then who these people are in real life uh, yeah. and they're kind of shitty so
1: yeah they're kind of shitty so um, so I'm gonna share a little bit and then I also wanted to talk about a couple podcasts that, um, that came on my radar. Cause actually one of my friends shared a couple podcasts on like one of her Instagram stories. And I was like, Ooh. And so I've started watching more of their videos and I don't know if I'm going to listen to the episodes until after the season's over, because I don't like to be at the same, uh, in the same vein, I don't like to be influenced by other people's episodes. And I don't want to like accidentally make the same point that someone else is making. And then someone thinks I'm like stealing someone's ideas. So I haven't Listen to their episodes in full, but I've watched a lot of their videos and I've read a lot of their posts. So I will say that. And I just wanted to like, you know, the world is big enough for many more than one, one bachelor podcast. So, you know, I wanted to share some that I think, you know, it's always good to get someone else's perspective on it, on a topic. And so I'll share those as well after this, but I just wanted to share a couple articles that I had sent you. And then a couple other ones I found, um, I'll real quick uh screen rant published one on january 13th so that's what i'm saying this goes back farther than we both thought
0: yeah.
1: and this was people just kept pulling up stuff from her and here's the point uh i've saw some arguments where it's like well they're well chris harrison's uh, anyway we'll get into that but there's some arguments where it's like well they're just trying to find anything to rip her apart but it's like here's the deal if you go through my old posts, uh, you're not going to find me at an antebellum party. You're not going to find me wearing a culturally appropriative costume. You're not going to, you know, it's like I, I'm not going to say that my past is squeaky clean. I'm sure there's something that I would face, Paul at, but I would say in general, you're not going to find anything in my past that's like really terrible, that like I couldn't, you know be like, own up to and be like, oh yeah, I was, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't as smart as I am now or whatever. But it's Mm -hmm. not like, you're not going to find anything in my past that is on the level of anything that Rachel had in her past. So just say like, oh, you could do that for anyone is bullshit and an excuse and not okay. So I just want to say that at the beginning because I'm starting to see those arguments come out. Like, well, if you look in anyone's past, it's like, not if you look in mine, I actually... I think I said, I think I told you about this. I like went back on on my old tweets because I was like starting to get gaslit by this. And I was like, maybe it's true. And then I like went to my old first initial tweets and they're all about like food I'm making. And I even like called out something for being racist, like, you know, 10 years. And I'm like, well, okay, so I'm pretty consistent. Like this looks like I could have posted this yesterday. So I didn't change that much on social media, you know, and and you see, I'm like, oh, maybe I should start a blog. And then I like started a blog and I'm like, oh, it's, it was like a very delightful trip down memory lane and nothing about it made me cringe. So I was like, well, not everybody's Twitter's like that. <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, uh, just wanted to point that out and and just, uh, you know, humble brag about my blog. So On Screen Rant, they talked about, they talked about that uh, Maddie Bierster on TikTok, who is the one we talked about a little bit last week, who had said Rachel bullied her and her friends in high school. And then that TikTok blew up. But also there's, um, there were photos that came out and I've seen them with my eyeballs of Rachel at a Halloween party where she dressed up as a Native American, uh, and then I don't know, I heard something fucked up about, you know, like some 23 and me bullshit trying to get out of it. <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. Um, and then by the way,
0: if you do something stupid like that, I think it's like it's obvious enough, like it's not Coachella 2007 at this point, but right. like Rachel, you could you can fuck up, but maybe just own it. And do something about it, and apologize, and like, there's a lot you can do. You know, I think, like you said, for the most part, if you were to if you to go back into my early tweets or something, I think I'd be fine. I really do. I don't think there's anything out there. I mean, I've been podcasting since 2014, so I am literally like on the record having opinions, none of which I think are particularly terrible. But if you do something or you say something, and and you don't even realize, just apologize and be better it's not hard it really isn't
1: yeah that's my point like but if you're like but the my my problem with this is like she's just like repeatedly fucking up like Mm -hmm. just constantly um a lot of people take issue this is something that may seem like it's a small thing but compounded with everything else and what it represents is, is a big thing. And, and people were talking about her Brown fishing, like tanning to the point where she looks like she could be like a different race potentially. Um, oh, and the then, isu- <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, and the issue with that, so like uh, uh, the issue that some folks have with tanning and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the person to be speaking on this issue, but I'm, speaking to things that other people said and actually I'm going to quote from Screen Rant cuz they quoted from somebody on Reddit I think yeah there's this was a big conversation on Reddit someone said obviously a lot of women of color care that they were bullied for their skin color and were generally made to feel like it's unattractive and this white woman can just waltz in and create the same skin color with fake tan and filters it's hurtful you know so that is another issue that people took to to rachel is like a lot of her photos on instagram don't look like that now um but they definitely there's old photos that did her instagram has been heavily scrubbed uh f- of anything that people could consider controversial uh which is also like just screams guilty to me you know what i mean like yeah. and then she also posted like QAnon stuff and um so they were saying, like with the brown fishing stuff, it's like, well, maybe she just didn't think of it, you know, QAnon. Maybe she just didn't think of it. But it's like, how many things do you have to be like ignorant to before? She was sharing stuff from like PragerU, uh, oh, which, if you're God. not familiar, uh, listening audience, it's a right wing organization, um, and they they uh, share some pretty harmful stuff. Uh, so people were taking her to task for that. So there's a st- story that she had shared that was like about human trafficking, but it wasn't like actual stuff about human trafficking. It was like QAnon stuff about human trafficking. So
0: yeah. Watch out. Your local pizza place has sex dungeons.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, so that's something to also know. Um Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's, there's some other ones that came oh, out Lord, too. Right. Yeah.
0: That's the other thing is because like if she if she's scrubbed her Instagram like she clearly was like oh man there's some problematic stuff here but she didn't even do a good job of of like erasing her social media. So she's just like
1: Right. That's
0: how far gone she, she is.
1: She also liked a bunch of photos that were racist a lot of these i think came from her sorority days so there's a picture of like two girls in front of a confederate flag and she liked that photo there's a photo of a bunch of girls that are in very racist uh trying to be mexican outfits and she liked that photo i mean it's so offensive i can't even tell you she liked a photo of someone wearing a mega hat um uh, apparently she doesn't vote um, like this person oh. went into like all of, all of this stuff. Her parents are like very conservative and, and vote conservatively. Um, they've also, she, this person like pulled up a bunch of the individual contributions that her family made, just like all kinds of stuff. Um, her family is from a really uh, like historically racist County in Georgia. nice uh, And then she shared this. So this one woman put all this stuff together and the TikTok, and then all the messages that that woman had gotten afterwards. Um, And uh, Rachel's Insta used to be full of pro police posts and she got rid of them. Uh, Yeah. Just a lot of stuff like that. She's posted. She used to post a lot of PragerU uh, stuff. There's yeah, there's pictures of her in culturally appropriative costumes Eh, like. several imposing posing with other people and stuff. She was at an antebellum party, a couple like this was in 2018, 2018.
0: Yeah. That's she went, no. to, she,
1: she uh, attended an antebellum party for her sorority. That was, um, what article was that on? Oh gosh. I don't even remember anymore. I pulled up so many, but yeah. So, uh, let's see. Yeah. That one. Oh, here. If you go uh, – there's a website called Femicella.com. That's where I found that one. Um, F-E-M-E, Stella, Femicella. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually a pretty good recap on there. Uh, Refinery29 for all of their uh, problems that we won't get into right now. They're really trying right now. You guys. Um, but they <laughs> – They Mm -hmm. have, they, they posted an article, uh, the title of which is, and this actually just got published today, like an hour before we started, uh, the bachelor has another racism controversy. Don't let Chris Harrison tell you it's normal. And, um, yeah, so the controversy started in early January. So that TikTok that we watched didn't come out like last week. It came out at the beginning of January, but it kind of picked up momentum in the last week after she had like the shopping date and stuff. And there was more of a focus on her. I I feel like that's when it started to pick up more momentum, but there's plenty of people who before that shopping date were like, I don't really feel like, you know, on the first day of black history month, watching somebody with all these racist photos uh get showered with gifts, you know, by a black man. I feel like that sucks. So that so I was like, God, I wish I had known that going into the date, not being like, ooh, shopping. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, it yeah. feels so gross now.
0: Uh...
1: But anyway, um, let me see. I'm trying to see if there's anything anything else. Um Basically, here's here's the latest. Yesterday, uh, or today, I don't know. It said on Wednesday, February 9th, which is not a thing. Um, so it was either today or yesterday. Uh, extra had a 13-minute interview. This is all in Refinery 29. You can find the interview as well with Chris Harrison, and they asked him about the controversy. I haven't watched this because, like I said, this just got published. Yeah. Um, but uh, Harrison said something. He called her a poor girl, uh, like white women being victims, like bored. Um, <laughs> and he said something like, "Well, I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago. Like five years ago is ancient history." Yeah. Um. But apparently, it's it's this party called the Old South Party. Uh, thrown by Kappa Alpha Order at her school, Georgia College and State University, uh, Kelfa- Kappa Alpha Order has known core ties to the KKK, and credits Robert oh, E. Lee as Anna
0: its
1: <laughs> yeah, and credits Robert E. Lee as its spiritual founder. And the photos <laughs> in question, what? yes, yes, you can. Refinery29. Look up this article, everyone. And the photos in question were not taken five long years ago. As Harrison says, the Old South photos were captured less than three years ago. Not like five years ago would have made it okay, everyone. It is never okay. Uh, In 2018, and considering when The Bachelor filmed the fall and winter of 2020, uh, Kirk Connell attended the offensive party just two years before starting to date the first Black Bachelor. Mm. Uh, so the, so Chris Harrison's argument was that 2018 was just so long ago.
0: Great Uh, argument.
1: I like that Refinery29 framed 2018 as the year shallow dominated the radio. (laughs) Was an extremely long time ago and cultural conversations around obvious racism, like pro plantation bashes were markedly different. Is it not a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Because there's a big difference. Chris Harrison said (laughs) everyone, please rake him over the coals for this. What the fuck is he saying? Um,
0: Well, and and the funny thing about Rachel too is um, I mean, she's uh, this, this whole thing is, is like it's this rise of, of super passive, racism I guess so she's coming from a place of like she doesn't even know how shitty it is the things that she's doing because it's so ingrained in her and she thinks that just because she's not running around like burning crosses on people's lawns that she's not engaging in like shitty harmful behavior um and, and that's how deeply ingrained the the racism is with her so it's like yeah you're, you're shitty come to terms with that shit like it's just it's just unbelievable and I'm guessing there's some sort of like mental detachment for her, where she's able to do routinely racist things, but then is fine with with dating the 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 black bachelor. I I don't understand. I'll well, be if that you remember.
1: in her first episode, she said she doesn't see color, Steve. So obviously yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I was hoping
0: she met in like a red green kind of way. You know, like- right?
1: My boyfriend's well, Tuck. You've all heard him. He's he's colorblind. Uh, but yeah. in the medical the sense, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only kind that's real. Um, so the other thing that I didn't, I got to watch, I'm going to watch this interview as soon as we're done recording. Cause, it, ugh, here's the deal. He's having this conversation with Rachel Lindsay, which I didn't, I I thought there was someone else in the middle of this conversation. No, Rachel Lindsay is interviewing Chris Harrison on extra about this.
0: Oh, geez
1: so she had to f- put in all this fucking labor to talk to this troll about this issue and he's like well you know it was different in 2018 and she's like was it like do you not remember when like i'm sure what she was thinking was do you not remember when i was the bachelorette it was before 2018 dumbass like
0: <laughs>
1: uh also it's been a thing forever Just because you're now having to, you have to think about it because people are making you think about it doesn't mean that it has suddenly become a thing. What a weird colonizer point of view to have. Oh, I just discovered this controversy. So it's new. Um, Anyway, whatever. Annoying. That's my point. It's like if I was talking about problematic shit on twitter 10 years ago (laughs) when Mm. other people were saying problematic shit on twitter it has always you know what i mean like it's always been a thing (laughs) just because you didn't care about it doesn't mean it wasn't a thing oh my god it's like it's been it's been a thing since you know before i you know since the beginning of time you know (laughs) for the last 400 years okay so Just stop with that. Just stop with that. And, um, oh God, I'm trying to see like, okay, so apparently his argument, this is such a bad look. I can't wait to read this article and watch this interview. (laughs) Apparently he said, oh God, and this just happened. So by the time you hear this, this is probably blown up more. So hello. Hello the future people listening to this, uh, apparently. Okay. This is another quote from refinery 29, since I haven't watched the, the interview yet, but just these quotes are terrible with his upsetting defense, with his upsetting defense, Harrison implies that Lindsay would not have felt uncomfortable at a party where men were dressed as slave owners in 2018, or that the average person wouldn't have found an issue with such a horrible scene. Harrison continues to empathize with Kirk Connell, who would have been about 22 at the time of the party. Would this girl, she was 22, at I don't know how old she would have been back then, have thought, you know, historically, this mansion stood for this. Guys, it's not really that woke that we're here, he says, mockingly. Now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel. You tell me, but where is this lens we're holding up and was that lens available and were we all looking through it in 2018?
0: Oh, God.
1: While Lindsay oddly agrees that we weren't looking through the world with a critical lens about racism by 2018, probably because she was exhausted. Uh, that's the only reason she was like, yeah, we weren't. But in her head, she was like, shut up. It's an indisputably incorrect statement. Exactly. Exactly. Lindsay was the Bachelorette in 2017. In 2018, eventual winner Garrett was forced to apologize for multiple hateful social media likes. Megan Kelly lost her job on the Today Show over blackface comments in 2018. Do you not... Y'all don't remember the Paula Deen controversy when she... Okay, anyway, whatever. Uh, Wedding sites were begging people not to host their weddings on plantations in 2018. By 2019, photos of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' 2012 wedding on a plantation were banned from Pinterest and the couple apologized for the wedding in 2020. Um, I actually watched this really interesting YouTube video where this woman, I think that so I think both women were like history majors, I want to say, or something like that. Um, and this black woman interviews her white friend who had a wedding on a plantation, and she was like, What were you thinking? And her white friend was like, I wasn't thinking like she fully owned up to it. And she was just like, and even being like a history major or whatever the fuck she, she, was like, even then I didn't think about it. I just went, this is a really pretty place to have a wedding. And I was like, and that's the level of shit that, you know, it's like, there's so many, there's so many steps you have to get to, to get to the point that you need to be at, <laughs> to be thinking properly. If you a history major are not thinking about the problems of getting yeah, married on a plantation. Yeah. It's just so weird. It's so weird to me. Um, and and so it is this
0: somebody. idea of like, just like privileged passive racism where you get to do things that aren't again, burning crosses on someone's lawn or something, but it's like, that's still shitty and you need to think for like three seconds and that passive shit is not Okay. So, yeah, but it's like, yeah, the, the Paula Deen thing, everyone's like, well, that's easy because she called someone the N-word in 2013. <laughs> yeah, but you you don't have to go that far to be a racist idiot. So Oh, but
1: I'm even saying she did something even not as blatant as that, and it was fucked up and everybody knew it was fucked up. Um, yeah. Where she had like all black servers at a party or something. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then she made a really fucked up comment about it, too. But anyway, um, no, but my point is it's like there's always been these conversations. And, yeah, there's like that, you know, iceberg um, uh, diagram where it's like here's overt and here's covert racism. And I know it takes a lot for people. And that was something I was talking about last episode about like spiritual bypassing that I see that as being particularly vicious and dangerous uh, mm. because it doesn't feel the same. And so people might not know, you know,
0: yeah, at yeah. the
1: surface what I'm talking about and why that's a problem, because there's a lot that you have to look at to understand, like, why that can be so harmful. Um But yeah, like this stuff is like, to me, this is overt. There's nothing covert about dressing up antebellum style for an old South party. Okay, when I was in sororities, I dressed up in like 80s dresses. Okay, we had problematic parties too. But the most problematic party we had (laughs) was one called champagne and handcuffs. What? Where you were handcuffed to your date until you finished a bottle of champagne.
0: Oh, that's like Edward Forty hands.
1: It was actually kind of fun because I was there with my boyfriend and we finished a bottle, no problem. Well, and then what? drank another bottle. But
0: that was like the Edward worst. Hands? Have you have you done Edward Forty I hands? I haven't
1: done Edward Forty hands. I mean I know what Edward Forty hands is. But like the champagne and it. handcuffs, like what a strange But I'm but my point champagne
0: is handcuffs like handcuffs on cinematic. Like,
1: there's like fucked up stuff that happens in sororities. And I was in a sorority and I understand that there's fucked up stuff that happens. Um, Luckily our sorority wasn't too bad. This was my boyfriend's fraternity formal. Our sorority formal was like at a mall and we dressed up in eighties dresses and it was very fun. Um, And it was like Tiffany, the, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, But yeah, it's, I I think back and I'm like, there was nothing where I was like, oh, that was blatantly racist and fucked up, you know? Mm -hmm. But if there was something like that, I would have been like, I'm not going, I'm not going to that. I'm not going to endorse that, you know? And so, and, and there's, there's this, and I, I know there's probably like a term for it and I'm not thinking of it right now. It's not just like white fragility. It's like something else, but like, um, white well kind of but white women are in particular are treated as like victims and like poor things and they just didn't know and they 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 get this innocent treatment uh when like you're an adult you're a grown up and uh you have to take responsibility for your actions but you yep. see that's what he was doing i mean i don't need to I will watch the interview, obviously, but I don't need to watch it to know what he was doing because it's the same every time. So, you know, that that he's calling this 20-something-year-old a girl, you know, um, when you try uh, young black boys as adults uh, – you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. And uh I really hope that uh God, I mean, you know, uh, this sounds like fucked up stuff that he was saying. So I really, really hope that um there's a consequence there, although I don't know if there will be, but that is really disappointing. So that's the latest. Uh I'm sure there'll be more for us to share next week. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also, so there's, I don't know one way or another. There's some questions over Matt's political affiliations and whether they picked him because they thought he wouldn't like, you know, quote unquote, cause as much trouble as Rachel, like Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't take them to task the way Rachel Lindsay has. I don't know about any of that. I'm not going to speak to that in detail because I can't say one way or another. Cause I think he like, hasn't voted, which is also not good, but yeah, there's like records that he's like a registered Republican. A
0: Republican, Republican yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is so, scratching. I don't understand that at all, but sure. I, d- I don't that. know if
1: that's reliable or not. He's got a yeah. very uh, common name. It could have been somebody else. It's hard to say. I don't know exactly where in New York he lives. So I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, I wanted to share two recommendations for podcasts that one of my friends posted in like her stories. And I was like, well, these podcasts c- can speak to this issue way better than we can. So I wanted to cover it because I wanted everyone to know that we take this seriously and we think it's not okay. <laughs> and like, we didn't, just because we didn't know doesn't mean that we were like endorsing or supporting it. So not mentioning it on this episode wouldn't have been appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to share, uh, I'm going to share the Instagram, uh, tags or name, usernames or whatnot. And I'll, (laughs) I work in marketing and (laughs) (laughs) don't know what I'm saying. And I'll share the links in our episode description as well. So you can go there, but one is called two black girls, one rose. And, um, I know that lately their issue has been like, we just want to tell jokes and talk about fun stuff. And they're like, but we have to talk about this stuff. And they they had done um, a video on Caitlin Bristow and like the cringy stuff that Caitlin said about hair after like and we didn't really talk about this in depth either. And they talked about it more in depth, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, But about Chelsea talking about, you know, how important her hair was to her and everything. And Caitlin had used that as like a sponsored post opportunity being like, I also have hair insecurities. And they were like, no, don't do that. No, (laughs) not the same. And here's the good thing, though. Caitlin totally owned up to it. And she was like, I said fucked up shit. And everyone was like, Caitlin, you grew. (laughs) Like, and that's the way to do it. And so Mm -hmm. they they have a video about that on their Instagram where they're like, that's how we want you to do it. Like it's okay to fuck up, but then you have to own your fuck up. So they they gave her credit for, you know, not knowing and then knowing and then you know improving. So so that was (laughs) so that was good. And so I would recommend it just for stuff like that, just for more in-depth in co- content on stuff like that. And uh, then the other one is uh, the black Ch- the the black chlorettes. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Um, so like, so it's like bachelorettes, but it's B-L-C-K chlorettes basically. Um, and so they also, you know, comment obviously about the bachelor and. Um, And they've got new episodes, you know, every week for all the, Mm -hmm. for, for all the, um, for all the stuff. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. Ooh, they, they, uh, they really took down MJ recently. So that's, that's really good. Yep. Um, they said, they said she has small hoop energy. (laughs) (laughs) um so that was uh that's a cool (laughs) insult um and they're you know they're like we were rooting for you and they just like weren't happy about her and um
0: she carries herself like a like a robocop villain like she's some sort of a corporate stooge who just wants to stomp on you i don't know I i don't like it
1: yeah their argument was like you know if you if you uh did something shitty? Just say sorry. How difficult is it to say I was an actual? <laughs> this is their. This is a quote from their post. So it's actually very good. Go follow the black, Shura, uh, the black chlorettes. There we go. I'll get it. Uh, how difficult is it to say I was an actual mean idiot monster, and you did nothing to deserve that? I let my insecurity cause me to have a lapse in character, and that wasn't okay. Um. So thank goodness they uh and and they've and they're like. And they're holding up Jesenia. They gave her MVB, most valuable baddie. So So I just, I'm very pro their commentary. And like I said, I haven't listened to full episodes because I just don't want to be like unintentionally coerced. But my plan is after the season is over, to listen to them in full, so uh, while I can't, you, uh, my loss is your gain. Go listen to Two Black Girls, One Rose, and the Black Chlorettes. and uh, no one is paying me to say this. I just think it's good to spread the love around and give credit where credit is due. And they're much more popular than we are, both of them. So it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm just telling you that you should be listening to stuff people are already listening to. Okay, so. That's the end of, of that segment. So now let's talk about other people who are toxic and terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's start. Let's talk about MJ. I, ugh, I've had to play so much Zelda through these episodes because I'm just so stressed out by how mean everyone is. And I just needed to like, you know, battle monsters that are made of like lava and like stuff
0: Monsters on TV.
1: Yeah, just a cope. So I was like, you know, in, in the Goran Desert or whatever, you know, <laughs> fighting igneous rock. So anyway, um, <laughs> here's okay, MJ just sucks. She's so toxic, she's so terrible, and she is like, yeah, she's that white spiritual woman that I am trying to avoid right now in everything that I'm doing. <laughs> because you encounter them in the work that I'm doing, you know, in the studying that I'm doing. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm doing a yoga teacher training and she's like the kind of person I don't want to be when I come out of there. Uh, she's the kind of person who thinks goat yoga is okay. It's not okay. It's culturally appropriate don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. I know they're cute. Uh, do that CrossFit very Confusing. <laughs> do, do, do CrossFit with your goats. There's a blogger. I know who did that. That was cute. Um, Do something that isn't tied to somebody's like culture and in some cases religion for 7,000 years, uh, with goats, just a thought, just a suggestion. Anyway. So, (laughs) so she was like, I, I hate that moment that made my skin crawl was when she was like, I had a weak bitch moment, but I'm back. We back. I was like, no, just stop. Just stop. You're not cool. You're not hard you know, wow. you're not interesting. And I don't know how many times you've read the secret, but like, just because you're trying to tell us who you are, doesn't mean I'm going to believe you like, just cause you're trying to manifest it into being doesn't mean that it's true. If it's not true at the core of your being, it's just, you can't magically make it. So You can't just like, tell me that you believe in you know, she just kept trying to convince Matt, like, oh, I'm a good person. And, I, you know, I yeah, believe was- in peace and love and harmony. And it's like, fuck off. Shut yeah, up.
0: Basically, saying, like, this is who I am, even though you don't know me very well. And who I am is not reflective of how you have witnessed me behave. So, what, <laughs> like, what's he going to do? So, you know, if I know someone for literally, like, two, three weeks... And I just see them being shitty. And I hear other people say they're shitty. Then I'm going to think they're shitty and they can tell me they're not shitty all day. But why, why would you believe someone like that? It just seems like a weird thing. You know, like we were saying before, just, just own it. It's, it's yeah. okay. You think like, I was a dickhead, you know, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. Just admit that you're the absolute complete worst. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing is Matt saw it. He saw through it and he gave Jasenia a rose and MJ had to go home and it was cool. It <laughs> It's it really great. Go Jasenia. I don't think she's going to, you know, make it that far, but like, I'm still rooting for her morally. I'm rooting for her. So, okay, here's another. So now we get to the next conflict that makes no sense. And it's one of those things where I'm like, did I miss something? Did they not get something on camera? Cause they want to angle this the right way. Why does Serena C hate Katie? <sighs> I don't get um, it.
0: I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's because Serena C is a dick. Uh, okay. But like E and, and I think that she got caught up in a lot of the mean girl stuff that was happening early on. Um, And then she avoided the purge by again, being just low key mean. And now I, I don't know. There's no like boss mean girl. So she gets to ascend to the throne. I, I I'm not sure entirely, but she seems to be instead of blaming the people, in the house who were behaving in a terrible way and just jerks to everyone. And then Katie just told Matt, like, Hey, there's people being jerks. Like you should figure this out. Uh, And and Katie didn't name names, by the way, that is it's on camera. She's not naming names and she was within her right to do so. But somehow Serena C thinks that because Katie outed the mean, horrible women for being mean and horrible, she has sown discontent into the house and it's all her fault. So Serena C, you're an asshole. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what I got. I
1: mean, that's like the only way that I can interpret it, you know? And, and like, and Serena was like, Serena C, non-Canadian Serena, flight attendant Serena was like, she, she called like, she was like, I'm tired of your antics. And I'm like, okay, she had one antic. She had one. She she brought a vibrator on the show. It was funny. It was memorable. She only had it around night one. She hasn't brought it back out. She hasn't made it a gimmick because she actually has substance. So everybody should have an antic or a gimmick or something memorable on night one. That is how you stick around. And so I really don't get That whole like I'm tired of your antics. I'm like, what antics? What are you talking about? She said she's the only one who, like, not the only one, but she's the most vocal one to stand up to all of the bullshit in the house. Yep, you know.
0: And the other thing is, is this is going to carry through. So think about Serena C's bizarre left field uh, criticism, mean girl bullshit of Katie, and then. Watch that like narrative through line carry all the way to her one on one date, because there is a very clear line there. And it's it's basically we'll talk about it more when we get to the one on one. It's it's an indictment of the entire formula and of of like the structure of what the bachelor is and what it favors and, and what it, you know, brushes under the rug. So. This is a great example. I'm very excited to talk okay, about it. Okay,
1: good. Okay, good. Well, there's not a lot to talk about in this episode in terms of like dates. I feel like so that we'll get there fast. Uh, mm-hmm. So the rose ceremony. Um, Maggie got sent home. Unfortunately, we just like really didn't get to see Maggie shine at all. I mean, I knew it was coming, but she just seemed yeah. so interesting, and I, I don't know, she's better than the show. because She's like brilliant and stuff. So. Go live your best life, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, she you know, it's like she's kind of like uh like a Charlene or something. Um yeah. Brittany, uh the one who got those terrible rumors, at least she got to stay around a little bit longer. That's nice. Vindication. There wasn't anything. I really there. would
0: like more of her. I hope she comes back to paradise or something. She just seems like she's fun. She's got a big personality.
1: Yeah. She you seems know. sweet. Like, yeah. I-, I bet she would come to paradise. So and I think Paradise is, like, the right kind of venue for her. Like, that's and a little more laid back. Worker,
0: but if she was a <laughs> sex worker, we would support her unanimously. Yes, so.
1: yes, yes, yeah. So either way, we support her. And then Ryan, um, which we we didn't really see a lot of Ryan, so that also wasn't surprising. But Ryan was another person they were, like, throwing shit at. So um, she also got sent home. Um, okay, so then we get to see Heather show up so i'm a little confused cuz i feel like i feel like they got a little creative with the timeline here i feel like heather came a lot earlier and then they just decided to show her this episode right cuz everybody else had to quarantine for like 2 weeks
0: okay so we, i know we just talked about how like we we try to avoid spoilers and stuff but mm-hmm. this whole situation reeked of horse shit so i had to do a little bit of googling
1: oh good i didn't google it i just have questions so tell us what you know
0: Okay. So, as far as I understand it, and this is not going into rumors, this is just like surface level. Like, I went to like usweekly.com to read this. Um, basically, it, it, the way it is portrayed to us is she shows up out of nowhere, and then we get like fake, like heavy finger quotes here security camera footage of her pulling up in a minivan, and she's like, Oh, I got to be on The Bachelor. And then She's then they're like, no, you can't be on The Bachelor, and then she goes, no, I'll bring Chris Harrison, and Chris is like, what are you doing here? We had no idea. It, it it felt super contrived. Yeah. So she apparently, via Hannah Brown, was lobbying to be on the show as part of the like initial group, and they said no, and then she persisted. So she they they let her in finally but they were like close to like four or five weeks into shooting by the time they made this decision so she only had to quarantine for three days and then test every day and then they let her into the house allegedly that's what they did
1: allegedly
0: um, but this is all this is like the line from you know the Bachelor itself. This is what they're telling the main. So there's there's going to be some some goss, some hot goss around this. That's going to give us the real story. But that is allegedly what happened. Now, on top of that, it is portrayed in a way where when she does get into the house, it seems like her and she like Matt's like oh like he he it's weird because he's acting like he doesn't know her, but. He he has to know her. It's just the whole thing feels like it just stinks of bullshit. And again, uh, Matt was on, I, I don't know, like the People Magazine Bachelor podcast or something where you're not going to get anything juicy. And he said that he had met her before, but he didn't really know her. So there was some history, didn't get into it. All of it stinks to me. It all stinks. But that's where we're at
1: it stinks it, it stinks, stinks. <laughs> it all stinks um okay so <laughs> sorry. just had to do that <laughs> um anybody fans of john love it's just me okay great uh so
0: Only critic fans here that's <laughs>
1: i know you're i know you're a fan of the critic i'm not worried about that um <laughs> so any who's these so and I also was referencing, in particular, the, the crossover episode where he appeared on The Simpsons, and he's in, like, the mental institution when Homer's there, and then there's – and Michael Jackson's also there. Anyway, so <laughs> – it's a good episode. So Heather's quarantining, and we, we get treated with, you know, interstitials of her being goofy in quarantine because – who cares? Who cares? Does everybody hate Heather, by the way? Does everyone hate her? Okay. Uh, I think so. So we we get a one-on-one and it's Piper. And this was Piper's first one-on-one, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, okay. So it's st- it starts out creepy and then it continues to be creepy because they're at this unattended carnival and... I know I've talked about dairy on this post or on this podcast before, but like I was getting mad dairy vibes, so I was like, "Oh, it's like it again."
0: It's creepy, but compared to last season's makeshift carnival, this is a much more refined product. Like, if you yes. really want to boil down the differences between the the train wreck bachelorette quarantine special that we got last season. And this more refined quarantine season, it, just look at the carnivals. That's all you need. I think yeah, it's that's the, true. The hometown from from the last season of The Bachelorette, and then compare it to this. Oh
1: my never- god, those hometowns were so bad. Oh anyway, I made so- my hometown out
0: of cardboard. <laughs> I didn't want to take my hometown, so I just made New York. Oh, okay.
1: okay. Well, Zach's was actually pretty good, though.
0: It was good. It was good
1: because he because he had like you know the bagels and the taxi that was cute. Well, and obviously, from I think, I
0: think like New Jersey or something. Who was it? It was um, it was the, the, the it army. It was uh,
1: Ben. It was Ben. Ben did. He was like, I did Venice Beach, even though that's not my hometown.
0: Yeah, great, Ben. Thanks.
1: And he was like, "Here's a charcoal shot," and she was like, "This is disgusting." <laughs>
0: It's good, like so this is what you give people to
1: you know pump their stomach. Thank you for it. It also um, became
0: the concept of hometown. So, you're, you're doing a wonderful job, buddy.
1: Yeah, it was just really bad. No, Zach's was good. I just wanted to defend Zach quick because, um, I Tasha and Zach are still going strong and I want them to be good forever because I really liked Zach the whole time. And, Bigger's uh, close. yeah, their couple goals please stay together. Okay, so, um Piper state outside of the carnival. Like then I had, qu- I had just too many questions. I was like distracted. I was like, who's running these rides? Are they wearing masks? Are they being safe? Uh, are they just running on their own? Then can they even get on the rides? I'm so confused. And uh, so then I was just stressed out by the whole date. I didn't, <laughs> didn't really get to enjoy it. And then, um, then there was more country music. And I was just like, why? Because they're the only people who are going to play right now. Yeah. That's why. That's a good yeah. So anyway, that was, I mean, it was like a nice date for the two of them. I would, I mean, I was kind of rooting for her in the beginning. And then she also has been really shitty to mm-hmm. women. So I'm not rooting for her anymore, even though I was at the beginning. So I don't care what happens to her, but she gets a rose, whatever, who cares? Um. Then there was a bowling group date and... The same thing that bothers me every time it happens happened in the bowling group date. And that's, I believe if you're going to have a group date, there needs to be actual stakes and the people who get sent home need to stay home. And that's the rules of the game. Sorry. And I always think it's lame when they bring them back. And I would be mad if I was one of the women on a group date who got sent home before because that's happened on other group dates. And then watching this, if I had to stay home and then this was happening, I would have been like, that's bullshit. So anyway, that was lame, but that's fine. They hang out. Abigail gets a moment of connection. I do like Abigail. I would say at this point, Abigail and Michelle are probably the people I'm rooting for the most.
0: Yeah, I think so. I I'm going to I'm going to hitch my wagon to to Abigail. I just but actually I don't know if 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 Matt's a Republican I don't want her to have to deal with that either. So, um I am rooting for no one gets engaged.
1: Okay. Um if we're just if we're just going by the Matt we see on TV and the Matt we like, I'm going to I'm going to base my decisions on that. Um That's fair. Yeah. Because I really like Michelle and I really like Abigail. I think that they are women I would like in real life because <laughs> they're just like super nice and they seem to have depth to them. They've both, you know, I don't know. They both have like interesting perspectives on life and uh, have gone through things and come out the other side. And I think that's important for being a well-rounded human being. And Michelle's a teacher and I really like that. And she gets the rose on the group date. So, yep. but uh, Serena P, and Chelsea and Michelle all kind of get honorable mentions before Michelle gets the rose.
0: Shout out, yeah. What a tease.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that was it. Was a fine date. It was whatever. But I, I do think it was kind of BS that they came back. But it's his decision. He he decided it. So I mean, it was probably producers. So okay, then then Tyler comes on. And is hanging out with Matt, and they're playing pool. And then Tuck actually ended up watching some of this episode, and we were hanging out. And I had to pause and tell him every reason why we love Tyler.
0: <laughs> it's like he's—you think he's dumb, but he's not. And he's yes,
1: creative,
0: and he's—he's he's just got everything together. And he can be funny, but he doesn't know he's funny, which makes it even better that he's funny. Yeah. it's, it's just—it's great.
1: I really kind of do go starry-eyed when I see him. I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so, so we all love Tyler. Again, we love the Tyler on the show, but I think he's actually a legit good person. I don't know. He seems like a legit good person. Mm-hmm. So, he so I was like, yeah, I paused it and I was like, "Okay, this is what happened." Uh on on Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. It's like he comes on and he's like, He's kind of like, uh, oh, maybe I'm going to win her over with my dance moves. And he's like the swayzy wannabe. And you're like, who is this guy? He seems dumb. And then you get to know him and you're like, oh, my God, his family. And he's supporting everyone. And he's been through a lot. And he really cares. And, and he's just and he was like. There was like one time when Hannah wasn't feeling well and he was like, listen, whatever you got to do to feel better. And like, I'm here for you. And I was like, and it was real. And you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> it's so sweet. And you, and you left that, you said no to that, to go to that hack country singer, please. What? Why did you do that? He was perfect. And he was right in front of you. Anyway, so. And and that was actually it was kind of a nice moment, but I was like picturing the things that Tyler was doing, <laughs> like waiting to get on the show. <laughs> just like sitting in his hotel room and like eating pizza and dancing around and maybe crying to a couple movies. And like, <laughs> I was like, I bet he had a nice time.
0: <laughs> I hope he did, because it's just like, OK, so, Tyler, you got to you got to come all the way out to Pennsylvania. We need you to quarantine for three days and then you're going to be on the show for five minutes, and then that then you can go home. So it's like, yeah, I, I hope they I hope they treated him well because that seems like a lot of yeah, work.
1: Yeah, I know. I was like really felt for him, and it's like, and you're going to get a massage, but it's not going to be a good one. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but anyway. So it, I was excited though that that Tuck was watching this because I was like, you'll see, you'll see when they prank him, he's going to be such a good sport. He's going to be the best sport. He's not even going to say anything. He's just going to be nice about it because he's a nice guy. And you're going to, you're going to get ready. Watch this. That was was us watching this episode. And so the one-on-one is with Katie and he's like, oh, Katie, you like to have fun. And I'm like, I'm Katie. I'm I'm Katie. I identify with Katie fully. Yeah. I am very much like Katie in every sense of the word that I've seen on this show. So I I'm rooting for her, and I'm protective of her. Hope she's not right. I don't. I don't think she, I, I know, that would be that would be ridiculous. <laughs> like she's just yeah no. I don't, I'm not even, no way. They would have found it by now, which is good. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure, yeah.
1: Um, so we're in the clear. <laughs> no, she's just, she's such a, She. you can tell that she just has a very good heart. Mm-hmm. And that's totally. very nice. So anyway, so, but he's like, let's do this fun prank date. But I was like, this doesn't bode well. Anytime it's like fun, goofy, whatever. Like, yeah. cause look at, look at the date that Tasha took Riley on, right? They went to like they did like the haunted house stuff. It was like kind of goofy, whatever. Yeah, I was yep. like, this isn't going to go well.
0: And this and- is this is the Bachelor problem, and we we see this constantly in the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Um, keep in mind, Serena C comes after Katie for two reasons. One, she's has this like completely backwards idea that Katie somehow by calling out bullshit. Um, without even naming names, somehow that's bad to call out bad things, which is fucked up and not true. Yes. Second thing she accuses her. And this may have just been an afterthought dig at, at Katie, but she accuses her of not being serious finger quotes about this process in this show because she's got a gimmick and she's goofy because she brought the, you know, the, the vibrator the first night. Now, this is the thing. All these guys, they 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 say that they want someone like Katie. Or, you know, on the other side of it, women. They're like, oh, you know, I want, I want someone that can make me laugh and fun and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes down to it, the way this show is structured and the way that you get ahead, the goofy person doesn't win.
1: No. Because
0: they are presented in this, like, accelerated timeline. They're like, oh, you like to have fun. Therefore, you are not serious. Those are two separate things, okay? Totally separate things. <sighs> um, it's sh- also, you're on a show that's totally ridiculous. I don't know how anyone could take this seriously, but yeah, watch how this plays out because I think it's it's bizarre that Katie is even in the situation where she has to be on like Bachelor, impractical jokers, or whatever. I I like to think that dates happened? are. I could probably watch it too. <laughs>
1: I, <like> to- <laughs> I love Impractical and- Jokers. Anyway, keep going.
0: The dates should be a way for you to get to know the person better. But as far as the activity goes, I would like to think that you would structure it in a way where you can challenge the person that you're going on the date with and see if you can get something from them that you you know, haven't seen so far. Whether that's like trust, vulnerability, openness, whatever. So this date, this date is, I want to see if you can, like, let loose, be goofy, and have fun, okay? I think if you put a lot of the other girls, if you put Serena C on this date, she's not going to do so well. No. Katie, we know she can have fun. We know she's got a great sense of humor, like, and, and, and Matt knows this. He expresses this to her. So, what is the purpose of this date, Exactly that you're going to have fun with the person that you know you're going to have fun with? No, it's it's just... This is just a long, drawn-out way for him to say, yeah, that was a lot of fun, and because it was so much fun, I guess you're not serious, and I, it's not going to work for me. It's stupid. I hate it. I absolutely hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. Well, okay, so I hate it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One is, is funny that... funny
0: <laughs> when this happens.
1: <laughs> One is that I would... Like, that is something that I look for w- with someone I'm with. You know what I mean? Like, I want the person I'm with to be funny. Like, I well, you've you've heard the person I'm with on, on this podcast. And although there's a lot more <laughs> that he does outside of this podcast, I think it was like a good representation. He's very, he's like one of those people who's very funny without trying at all just the, the weirdest shit comes out of his mouth. I just never know what it's going to be. And it's always funny and it's always, you know, um like uh punching up and not punching down, you know, and all that stuff. And uh and he just and he we love a good costume. He owns more spandex than I do. He owns more wigs than I do. That's mm. for sure. Um well, and the first time you met him, <laughs> <laughs> he was in yeah. Spandex at like uh,
0: Prince Spandex playing drums. It's like, I said, yeah. that's a good dude. You keep that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's just very goofy. And like, you know, one of the things that we miss the most that we've talked about, you know, during the pandemic that we haven't gotten to do is we'll just like, go play pinball or, you know, do do something kind of fun like that together. And we just really haven't been able to do those kinds of things. And like, that's the kind of stuff we like doing together. So I, to me, being fun and funny and doing goofy stuff like that's very important to me and in my last relationship i didn't have that as much like i wasn't with someone i considered to be funny and now i'm with someone who's i think is very funny and i i think he just takes his his funny for granted sometimes and i'm like you need to share this funny with the world cuz he'll just like he writes um he writes like notes to uh you know like our like if he's got a bill that he's paying in the mail cuz he's old uh on the back of the envelopes he'll write a letter to them and be like dear home depot i hope you enjoy this money. I used it to buy this thing, you know, and it's currently doing this for me. Anyway, I don't know if you read these things, but I hope you do. And it's like, write these really long letters on the back of envelope. It's like, that's hilarious. So for me, a date like this, my point is, would be very important. And I would view it as like a make or break. Like, if you can't have fun with me in this situation, I'm not interested. And there is one bachelor who Found and you wouldn't, it's not who you would maybe think at first, but if you think back, there's one bachelor who found being funny as being a very important trait, and he is still married to that person. And that's Sean Lowe. Sean Lowe said what he loved about Catherine was that she was super goofy, and he was like, I just love that. Like, we are always laughing and giggling together, and I feel like that almost. It felt like it was going to set off a standard. I remember when I saw that, I I used that as a model in my brain like, oh, well, that makes sense because I feel that way. So maybe if other people also say that, that's like a good indication. But in recent seasons, it's been like not good, Mm -hmm. not good. Kiss of death. So that's really strange to me because, yeah, to me, it's like really important. And I think Katie was pretty funny on the date. Uh, that you know, it's super awkward to have someone, you know be like, oh, d- touch him here, tweak his nipples.
0: Yeah, she was just like, yeah, grab his nipple. Like she was so into yeah, it, it was twist scary.
1: him. <laughs> I was like, okay. And right. here's the. Th- this is what's great about Tyler. Even when this person was on the phone and talking about him loudly, he didn't move. No, just- because he's Tyler, and it's so sweet. He was just like, I'm just this is going to be awkward for both of us if I make a fuss over it. So I'm just not going to say anything. You know, it's like, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my God. It's just really, <laughs> anyway. Just anyway so...
0: Surprise, Katie goes home after Matt yeah. tells her she is because of course.
1: Here's, here's another theory though. I was thinking about, about why she might have been on the date. But I don't, I can't say this with any certainty. But maybe... He knew, like, listen. I'm. I think she's great, and you know, maybe he was okay with keeping her around to try to get to you know her, and maybe he was like trying to like work up a physical attraction, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't there, and so maybe he was like, well, don't put me on like one of those weird like tantric dates. And they're like, well, let's have you do this prank thing instead. And then he's like, that takes the pressure off. Then I know that no sexy situations will be happening. And I don't have to feel awkward about it. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So maybe that's another reason. Don't know. That's just a guess. That's just a guess. But anyway, so (laughs) poor Katie. But there is murmurs about her potentially being the next Bachelorette. Ooh.
0: That'd be cool. Like that. Yeah.
1: People are uh people are talking about it today. So I think she is one of those fan favorites who would not disappoint. Um, because sometimes you get the fan favorites and then they get the role and then you're like, Oh, I don't want to see you in full. But I want (laughs) to get to know Katie more for sure. So I think she would be a very good contender for that. So we'll see how the rest of the season shapes out. But obviously. I don't want Rachel to get anything. Nope. Uh, and I'm very yeah. worried that she will. She's um, my
0: pick to win before we found out she was,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I know. Guys <sighs> again. I think Abigail, if she didn't win, win it or Michelle would obviously make for good bachelorettes. But I think because of how much Katie has shown herself like how how she's shown herself to be someone who can stand up to the bullshit i think in that vein she's gonna get a lot of support so even though she's getting sent home kind of early i don't think that that's gonna hurt her so Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see where it goes and then apparently some and i i haven't i haven't looked at this in any depth i was just like peeking through stories um but apparently on e-news uh, thirteen hours ago or whatever, she um, there was a. The headline is the bachelor's Katie Thurston stands up to body shamer's on Instagram because for some reason, um, people are body shaming s- someone who looks like Katie, which makes no sense. What? <laughs> so, Why? <laughs> I do. I don't know. Um, someone said to her. Honey, you're big everywhere, from your face all the way down to your feet. I you sincerely hope I sincerely hope that when gyms reopen, you're the first to pop back in.
0: You're kidding me. She probably she looks like she probably weighs like 110 pounds, soaking wet. What is he talking about? That's
1: I, I have no idea. Um, so yeah, weird. she yeah, because she has like you know, like s- arms. You know, it's a problem. So anyway, that's fucked up. So it's, it? I mean, that kind of stuff really bothers me, especially because it's like, yeah, somebody who has like a like a fairly, you know, I don't want to say normal, like average body or whatever, you know what I mean? Like she's there's nothing that's that's unusual about her body or anything like that makes me nervous that it's like someone like that is talking about body positivity, because then it's like no one can see like what kind of standard are you trying to set if you know what i mean like i i just i'm so against anybody talking about any spot anyone's body in any way that even i was like nervous about talking about victoria's terrible bra choices but (laughs) you know what i mean it's like even if there is something that is legitimate to snark about it's hard um but but there's like but And and, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with any bodies. You know, like your body is just it's the thing that you live in. It's the thing that sustains you and gets you from point A to point B. And all of our bodies are have different functions and work differently and look differently. And and they're just bot they're just bodies, you know? Like who cares? But it's TV and it's a big deal. And it just it's one of those things that I guess it's just depressing because it's like we are so far away from like. Fat contestants on The Bachelor that oh. that we could fully accept as like totally fine people to have on the show. And that's really depressing. And I just, I don't know, it just bums me out because it's like, yeah, okay. So we're talking more about like diversity and representation and we're making tiny little baby steps there, but there's just like so much more that we have to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is just like a reminder of that that you look at somebody like Katie, who you know? I would say Katie's kind of like the Carly of this season, right? And I, everyone knows I like Carly, and uh, and I feel like because they aren't like, you know, models, <laughs> because they aren't models, people have a problem with them, and that is really disturbing. Uh, anyway, so that's that's my whole deal on Katie. I would love to see her be the Bachelorette. I she has my full support. Yep. Um, Let's see. And then, oh, but here, okay. there was like a moment where when when he ended that date with Katie, he whispered, can I walk you out? But Tuck and I, when we first heard it, it sounded like he said, and I want you out. I want you out. And we were like, Whoa. and and then we started like imagining a new scenario where matt just gets super mean all of a sudden and he he just starts telling all the women to leave and it and we just it just turned into this whole fantasy scenario that wasn't real and then we were like wait what happened um (laughs) and then okay so okay heather shows up right at the end of this episode of course because it's not like they were going to spend any time with her in this episode. We all knew that it was like, Oh, this is all buildup. And then next I was like, you're going to have to watch the fallout. And the women just start getting mean right away to, th- but Heather really had a coming. She couldn't open a door. Okay. So
0: yeah, uh, this, there's no winners here. This is just, this is just chaos. I like how they're like, Oh, well the producer said no to Heather coming back. But why would you not want this? This is just, I mean, you're like chumming the waters here for the sharks because You have, on one hand, you have Heather, who shows up way late, already had her chance. Like, everything is stacked against her in terms of, like, whether people should accept her or be nice to her. And then you have a household full of women who, given the circumstances of the season, are kind of cooped up and in closer quarters than usual. And also, they all happen to be kind of into just being mean Um, (laughs) or are very receptive and open to jumping on people and being jerks sometimes. So... Yeah, it's it's like a perfect storm. So Heather's going to cry and everyone's going to be mean and they're going to be kind of in the right to be mean, but at the same time it's like what come on? Like it's just the, the whole thing with Heather is like it, it's not even a novelty someone coming back like doing this like um this Nick Vile shit in in 2021 like it's not a novelty anymore and it's it's so transparent. Like we get it. You're just you're just trying to get everybody riled up. So congratulations. And here I am yelling about it on a podcast. So
1: <laughs> yeah. So mission accomplished. <laughs> mission I, I accomplished.
0: can't, can't upset.
1: remember like what post I was reading, and I wish I had saved it because uh, it was really funny. Where it was just like it was like, oh, hurry, we got to get in this per- this friend of Tyler's friend from the show and it's going to be so important we got to do it you know it's just like I don't know like how contrived can you get and like how much can you shove into this season and here's what I think I don't think th- the people who are coming in are obviously it's like the producers call if they come on I'm sure there was more to it than Heather just like coming up with this idea Based on all of the safety protocols and everything that happened, I'm sure it was more than that. I'm sure somebody reached out to her and was like, hey, you should try to do this if you think makes sense. You know, I don't think it came out of nowhere. That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. So stop hating on the women who are coming into the show who have obviously been told by producers to come or that it's okay or whatever. That's unnecessary. You don't need to be doing that. Okay. And mm-hmm. if you're feeling secure enough in your connection with Matt, a new person coming in and not having as much time should not be a threat to you. So yeah,
0: you've had five and a half weeks to, to build this up. Like you're, yeah. you're good. I so, mean, unless you're serene and you haven't had like a meaningful moment with him and he see it- <laughs> so-
1: Yeah. I understand why she's upset. Cause that's just her, that's just her perpetual mood on the show. Just always upset.
0: Here's the rule, okay? If on this episode, or if on this season of The Bachelor, you have never been kissed by Matt, then when Heather, the never-been-kissed girl, shows up, you're in danger. But if you've already been smooching, don't worry about it. Like, you're fine. You're cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and then and Serena was one of the people... I mean, Serena is just getting a really bad edit too but also these are words coming out of her mouth so it's not just a bad edit she just yeah. looks not good on the show because she's just like i'm gonna be so mean i'm gonna be so mean and it's like yeah you are gonna be mean um congratulations
0: you've accomplished that goal already so you're gonna yeah. sustain the meanness is what you're, you're saying.
1: successfully if we thought like okay the my kenna and like you know oh, um
0: I mean, yeah,
1: and the Tammy stuff was bad. Yeah. Like that wasn't that bad. Looking back on it, no, that was pretty minor. This this season is just like that was like kind of little stuff. And McKenna's—I I know you love her, but her canned bullshit just really—I did not like it. I love um, her.
0: Can- I would go to Costco and buy a twenty pack of her canned bullshit.
1: I was <laughs> hey, I was thinking about doing a cameo with Tammy. So let's be—you know. I'm oh, very Tammy. pro, very pro Tammy. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I want her to speak nicely of us. So she listens to every episode of this podcast, damn it. but it's That's like, you true. look at we that, you, and we love you. Um, uh, no, but you look at that and you look at that dynamic and at the time it felt like the worst thing that could have been happening or whatever, but this is like so much worse. Cause it's, it's like everyone, almost everyone on the show is just mean. They just hate everything. It's just this, it's this energy where it's like, hasn't 2020 been hard enough? What is the point of being this Mm -hmm. mean? Everyone's exhausted. Just be nice and let people like no one. I mean, if people are hurting people, be mean, obviously, but no one's, Hurting you, they're just coming onto a TV show, the same TV show that you're on, and they want to do the same thing you want to do: get away from their house, okay? And we just want to watch people and kind of forget that we're in a pandemic for a minute. So just let them come onto the show. I don't know; it doesn't matter. Heather is annoys me, but. It doesn't annoy me that she's on the show. I just think she doesn't belong on shows like this, and I don't know why she keeps coming back. It just doesn't make any sense to me. She's just not the kind of person I think should be on a show. When she's like, I haven't even been kissed, you know, and it's like, I, are you, do you, do you, this you isn't.
0: Get your first one on national television? Uh, I don't know. You're not, like,
1: hanging out with the Duggars. I don't know what you're thinking. So, so that's unusual. And. My favorite quote, though, to, to close this out <laughs> was when Serena P said, What is she gonna like come in here and marry him? Just summarizing the show for us. That's, yeah, I that's, that's yes, <laughs> that's what she's obviously trying to do because that is the whole point of the show. Uh, and that exhausted me when she said that. I was like, I, but, uh, yeah, what are you here for? Instagram, then those are the antics that Serena C is not cool with Serena P, and why are both Serena still here? It's getting confusing, and I don't just want to stop stop with the initials. So, so one of you needs to go next week. I don't care which one.
0: Yeah, Serena. One of the other. Oh, no. That really mean.
1: <laughs> no, Serena P seems well. She seemed nice, but maybe it was just because she's Canadian. I that thought could be she it. was nice, but I think it might be just because she's Canadian. Anyway, we all right. Yeah, we'll figure it out soon. Also, where has Brie gone? Because I haven't really seen a lot of her.
0: That's a good question. Brie was like sure. a strong
1: front runner, and then she just kind of disappeared.
0: Or totally fell and off I- the map.
1: Yeah. And I feel like Serena C was like kind of disappeared and now she's, or no, Serena P, sorry, disappeared. And then she's starting to come back. So very confused by all of that too. All right. Predictions for next week. It's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Heather's going to cry and, um, someone I like is going to leave, I'm sure, but that would just mean like one person like Abigail or something or Michelle or something. And I'm going to be sad. No, that's my I don't prediction. Know, I,
0: who's your, who's your final four right now?
1: Oh, my God. I hate to say that Rachel's still in my final four, but I think she is going to make it to the final four, which sucks because she got the shopping date. So I would say, okay, maybe, I mean, I want, I'm going to say what I want and what also I think is going to happen. Because I actually don't think Michelle or Abigail is going to get sent home. I was just trying to be controversial. Um, Michelle, Abigail, Rachel, and... Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone like Chelsea.
0: Could be Chelsea is stuck around against all odds. Like the, like the amount that Matt seems to enjoy her and the amount of time he's actually spent with her. They're, they're completely like not on the same level. So she's a, she's a tender for sure.
1: Yeah. I, that's kind of, it's like every time he hangs out with her, he makes a point to be like, you're great. Um, but if, if it's not her, then I would say Piper. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking right now. Are you kind of on the same page?
0: Same page. Same page. He uh, yeah. Also, another, another person like Chelsea who falls into the why do you like this person so much I don't understand it category. Uh, he seems to have an infatuation with Kit. I don't think there's yes. anything there because no. the chemistry is translating at all. But... I, I don't know something about her and he's just got a thing for her. So I could see her going further than she should.
1: That's true. Cause I think we did see some clip to indicate that there was a little bit more time that's going to happen there. Um, mm-hmm. They're both in New York. I guess they have that going for, yeah. for themselves. I don't know. And she's yeah, well
0: Put a ring on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me that Cynthia Rowley money. Okay. Well, this has been fun uh kind of so yeah go listen to those other podcasts because those women are gonna talk way smarter than we talk and they've got mm-hmm. lived experience so you should fl- go listen to them because uh, I really film. like. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it's go go give them love um I'm yeah I'm sure there'll be more bummers coming out all I may share some impressions from the video after I watch it. So you might see some of that in the episode description with Chris and Rachel because mm-hmm. I just, uh, and I can't wait to see what Rachel says about it afterwards because I bet she's going to have a great IGTV about it afterwards. Like, yep. this is all the stuff that's bullshit about Chris Harrison. And I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I yep. want that for her uh, because she, is very determined not to be silenced, even though people want to silence her and that's hard work. That's a lot of work. So the least we can do is give her views and likes and support what she's doing. Cause she gets a lot of crap for it too. And that's not fair. Absolutely.
0: So Absolutely. anyway,
1: so go, go watch that interview and whatever Rachel uh, Lindsay, Rachel Lindsay posts about it afterwards, give her support and give her the love we all know she deserves. And uh, yeah, be safe, wash your hands, uh, tip, tip your delivery drivers very well and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, check out those links, but don't do needle drugs. Mm. <laughs> I like that noise. You're like, wow, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Try
1: trying to shake it up.